the period of inquiry. I'll just take two or three minutes to give general outline of the time together. Three periods of inquiry over the retreat, namely every other evening. And with the inquiry, it's some time and some opportunity to uh, look into things. So, maybe that uh, questions arise, maybe coming from uh, meditations, instructions, uh, talk, the, the day uh, in general, concerns, or whatever that uh, you may have. Uh, do feel free to ask. There may be something, whatever you wish, that you would like to uh, speak about, uh, etc., which is of some interest and concern for you. Sometimes it relates to practices and teachings and dharma and religion or whatever. And thus some inquiry gets underway. With these inquiry times, may last for uh, a few minutes or as long as is necessary and at any time the person or myself who is uh, speaking can bring the inquiry to a close by just simply saying uh, uh, thank you and that's the signal that the inquiry comes to an end then there's a couple of shared minutes of a silence together and then another inquiry gets underway with the inquiry time the purpose behind it is to serve as a contribution towards uh, some insight and understanding for absolutely everybody in the hall and therefore one who is uh, inquiring and, uh, and looking into things may be expressing the voice of others who are uh, here, here as well. The period immediately at the end of the inquiry, as I mentioned, two or three minutes of shared silence, maybe for some uh, reflection on what was said, quiet uh, meditation, and then enabling and allowing another inquiry to actually start. So the time, just under the hour, alternates from inquiry to silence, silence back into the inquiry. And uh, as you see, uh, here, there's a spare uh, cushion, and uh, Shaila has uh, emigrated. And so with the inquiry time, rather than remaining in the comfort zone of where you are, <laughs> the uh, loudspeaker system and can come and keep a good cushion warm. And so the inquiry actually takes place uh, up, up here. So the purpose with the inquiry uh, time, to look into, explore uh, anything that you may wish to uh, touch upon uh, at all. And hopefully whatever is said is for the welfare and benefit of one and all. Remembering too, the, the thank you is the uh, signal for its uh, closure and that can be said at any time you, whoever is speaking, or myself, uh, may wish to. So anyone who would like to uh, come, and for those of you who are listening, remembering too, for there to be the fullness of uh, listening. So, um, you might be listening 
um, with hopefully with some interest and empathy and um, uh, connection. Or you might be uh, uh, listening and it's the most boring thing you've listened to since the last Hollywood movie you saw, right? whatever, <laughs> starring you-know-who. And... Um, <laughs> I must say, the world awaits with great enthusiasm <laughs> the, the arrival of the governator. Anyway, <laughs> can't, you, can't you find anybody better? Anyway, we won't go there. So, anyone who would like to um, uh, come, anything you'd like to ask or speak about you? Very welcome. Yes, please come. One thing I just had forgot to, men to uh, mention, uh, sometimes people uh, wish and also feel okay with the inquiries to be uh, recorded, and uh, uh, if so, then uh, it's, uh, Ruby is uh, here and making the recording there, but if it is recorded, then to remember that it can go into the public domain and therefore anyone can order the cassette <laughs> including your mother so uh, <laughs> and if you prefer it not to be recorded no problem there's no pressing of the button Yes, sir. Yeah, yes. You just press the, the top of that. You see that little button at the top? That button. Okay. Okay. Um, I've been thinking a lot about what you said at the beginning last night. Um, everything that you think matters doesn't matter. And all your plans and all your um, designs and ambitions and whatever, you went through a whole thing. And it really resonated. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And, you know, sitting here today, I, I can see how it, it doesn't matter, but then I project myself back at home, and um, I, I have a hard time letting go that it matters. Yeah. Um, I, I get really attached to it mattering, mm -hmm. and um, it seems really important that it matters. And, you know, we've we got to live in the real world when we leave here, and... So how do I 
I'm trying to make some understanding of that. So, so it's, it's a good, a good uh, uh, point and concern that you uh, have. And uh, there's always this rather tough, uh, ruthless uh, edge to the teachings. And part of the purpose of that is to press and lean on us and to push consciousness uh, into a point and place, as you have been doing today, of uh, questioning. And if we can get to that uh, point and place, um, then perhaps something fresh and new can come out of it. And that's a little bit of the motivation behind the talk. uh, uh, yesterday evening. So, if it's bringing in some uh, 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 questioning, and as I said, if I recall correctly, that so much of what we think matters really doesn't matter, and as you say, we sit here in such a, an environment and we can begin to appreciate and acknowledge how much we give importance to things which are. So, then that questioning, and this is, I'll respond a little bit here uh, for you. What would you say for you at this point in uh, time um, matters for you? If you, and take your time with the, uh, with the answer, not the first thing that the brain cells uh, bring out. Just take a few, a moment or two, or a minute or two, and feel inside of yourself, and then ask yourself, what really matters for you? What is significant? What is important for you? And just take your time and see what response that comes from within. Well, what comes to mind is um, doing work that I love and getting paid to do it, um, supporting my family, taking care of my family. Yep, all right. So, this aspect is, of course, a valuable uh, aspect of one's uh, life. So, there's uh, motivations of uh, work. What, 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 may I ask, what do you do, what's your work? I'm a writer. Writer, okay. So there's uh, the work and part of the motive is bringing income. Another aspect of that is uh, providing support for uh, the family and, and of course, no doubt the creativity and all that flows uh, along with it. So sometimes one looks at it, we look at ourselves and say, well, what I see matters to me Created expression, some remuneration, support for uh, the, the family. How well and how much in tune are you with all of that in terms of harmony with it? Am I in harmony with that? Yeah, yeah. Oh no, I'm way out of whack. You're way out of whack. <laughs> so, there's the basic principle. Uh, 
life is engaged in certain doing to bring certain uh, benefits and uh, uh, results, and then one takes a second look at it, and the response is way out of whack. What's the way out of whack aspect with it? Um. Too much work, not enough pay, not enough time for other things. Um. So this feature of your life, your story, easy enough uh, gets uh, uh, exaggerated. Let's take the relationship between the the work and the the pay, uh, without going too much into all the the detail of all of this. Is the pay providing basic needs? (laughs) Basic needs. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to find that. Yeah, I get it. Right. Okay, yeah. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. So, how, so what matters is, as much as possible, being provided with basic needs. That's what income is for, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, okay, yes. It is. That's the first step. First step, right. When the minds are ambitious or uh, wanting more, then of course you're on the first step to being out of whack. Right, yeah, I hear that. Good. Don't forget it. (laughs) (laughs) So, that rhythm, that flow, work and what you just described there are important, they matter in the everyday world and what we might say here is the role of the writer, the role of the provider, the family, the role of the partner, role got kids, role of the parent. So, four major roles, and others of course related, but four primary roles there, all interrelated uh, there, and it's not easy, but it's a challenge to uh, be in tune and rather well integrated with it all. Exaggeration in one area, too much priority in one area, will be at the expense of the other too much priority in making money, too much priority in putting pressure on oneself at work, will be at the cost elsewhere. Connection, love, energy, time for family, partner, kids, or whatever (coughs) usual problem that we have. Is there anything that matters for you which is outside the role, or roles? Outside of the roles you just described? outside any roles, any identity? Um, well, being here matters and spiritual Okay, growth. say, say uh, a little bit more about that. 
true if you, of course, wholeheartedly with you, but bring that, bring that out a little bit more. Um, feeling um, a connection to the larger picture, to the, you know, the whole universe and the life force and the spirit force, feeling connected to that and in tune with that and um, that's important. So sometimes, not always and not all the time, we, as we're doing here in a way, but in many, many other ways to explore this, we kind of lower the profile, the, the centrality of our, of our roles. You know, you take, uh, I'm a parent as well. You take time out from parenting, from working, uh, etc. And that gives us some opportunity to look at life outside of the roles uh, there and hopefully have a little bit more uh, access and uh, sense of things in a, a different way, like I was talking uh, uh, yes, yesterday evening. In the ordinary aspects of daily life, how much opportunity? What you just said. Sky above, earth below, and the wonder and the miracle of it all. <clears throat> Not a lot. Not a lot, no, no. All right. So what's going... So it matters to one, clearly. Being here is a you know, genuine confirmation uh, of that. It's, what is it that happens that it matters to you, but when it actually comes to, shall we say, real time or real attention, not a lot goes into it? Why the gap? Hard question, but well, what popped in my mind first is, well, I'm too busy, and too busy, and you know, which is not a good answer, but it's the one. You're that, right, dreadful <laughs> answer. Um, it's not even just busyness; it's no. wound up in the yes, the web of the mess. All right, that's all right. That's the out of whack once again. Is yeah. is isn't it? so? Somewhere or other, what will help to dissolve, to unwind, to loosen off, to... Hmm. So, two things I've heard. One is busyness and the other is money. So, in these two areas, Busyness is either actually overdoing or thinking one has a lot to do. <laughs> which, which <laughs> um, there, there's, yeah, there's some truth to that thinking. There's, it's, the mind is constantly setting up things to do, no matter what, yes. even if there's nothing to do. Right. You know, it's constant. So the self seems to want to keep confirming itself as the doer. Yeah. Things 
do done, yeah. which are undone. Right. And that consumes us. So what would help to pierce that bubble? Mm. Because we live in a, an imprisoned culture of the concept of busyness around, often around work, money, personal status. Where, where, where it's a contemporary form of slavery. Work, it's, money. That's, yeah. it that's is. true. It's true. It's, uh, no, yeah, that's right. yeah, absolutely. So, what will pierce the bubble of this monstrous slavery? Well, that's why I practice. Um, Good. Um, but it hasn't um, done the whole trick. So there's something that still holds on to the busyness. And yeah. So here, which is a small situation, of course, is a, some small break out of that uh, imprisonment. Tremendous encouragement for non-busyness in every respect throughout the totality of, of the day. But also providing all of us with some genuine opportunity for some reflection which, if it runs deep, will start to make some shifts. So that, as you have been doing today, you're keeping the questioning alive of uh, what matters, what's deep and important, and what's blocking it. And that would be for the welfare of your own being, welfare of your kids, the welfare of your partner, welfare of life, of the environment, everything uh, there. So in consideration for your presence and being here, as I said, the reflection, if it's to go deep, it's to be very, very clear about what has to change. What has to change. And breaking up and breaking down the concept of the business, busyness would be one thing, and knowing and sensing that having more money is not the answer. This is mythology rabidly gone mad. And that, in the context of being here, and, and others of course, a similar boat, to uh, just to, as you're doing today, just to give some reflection to what would really make a difference. So the spiritual appreciations and love and concerns that you have uh, is there and, there and there's a sense of being at ease with writing, financial matters, family matters, etc. You put your time to it, you put your attention to it, the understanding will come, the insights will come, 
and your field yinu authority to carry it through. And you'll feel and know the difference and anybody who's around you will know it as well. You're asking me what, what that thing is that would take us? <laughs> you, you've got a whole week to ask okay. yourself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was supposed to answer it on the spot. Eh? I was wondering. But the thing that does pop in my head is yeah. the, the words letting go yes. you know, is what comes to mind, mm. but I'm not sure exactly what I'm letting then, go then, of. Exactly. And then you, the letting go without knowing what would be an abstraction. Yeah. What is it? that's going to change. What specifically is it to be let go of? What is it do I have to drop? What do I have to have a, a change in relationship to? And, and, and therefore, the letting go has got to be concretized by the specifics. Otherwise, it's just abstract. Okay. Good. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Okay with the uh, recording? Yeah, it's fine. Fine. My question is about um, motivation and perseverance. Mm, please. I've been at some of this stuff for, for a while now, actually. And what, what's a while? Well, very actively, about four or five years. Mm, nice, good. Less directly, about 17 years. Uh, yeah, nice, nice. Less consistently, I should say. Mm -hmm. And what I see in myself and what I've seen in, in some of my friends and people who whose inner life um, I, I have some sense of, mm. you know, intimacy um, is a kind of process that's unfolded where whereby the sort of grosser uh, more obvious types of um, blockages and hindrances have been sort of wrestled with for, for some time and and have been cleared aside somewhat and there arises this kind of um, joy and connectedness that is ever more present and ever more um, kind of at the center of things mm. and continuous. And what I've found myself thinking about a lot recently is how one stays motivated when the motivation is definitely not a kind of an escape from, from suffering or confusion. No. Mm -hmm. and, when, and when I ask myself that question, what the images that come to mind, the things that arise are expanding one's... Um, capacity to serve others mm. 
you know, I look at people that are much more open and, and fluid mm. and alert and um, awake than myself, and I want to be like them because I see them able to serve ever more on a, on a, yeah. on a larger scale, basically, ah. you know? Yeah. And, and yet, in a, in a sort of personal sense, you know, I'm, I'm perfectly, part. Of, there's a part of me that's very content and um, maybe a little bit complacent with the level of sort of joy and, and, and balance and freedom that is pretty much part of my life most of the time now. And how to break through the that that complacency yes. and that that you know where where what's to be worked on is is ever more in the crevices and kind of hiding in more and more clever places and you know what what's to motivate one to, to do that hard uh, hard work you know that that ever harder less obvious less um, sort of t- uh, graspable mm. stage of it one, one could say. Mm. That's some good good points uh, that sometimes just to give a little general overview then I'll ask a little bit yeah. um, as one or two people uh, said to me today in the uh, small group sometimes what uh, motivates uh, initially uh, is the suffering the problems of life and dealing uh, with it so, recognizing and acknowledging that, in Buddhist language, the uh, impact of the first noble truth. The, the suffering in this world and the impact of looking into what are the causes and conditions that generate it. And through that exploration, for some uh, people, the is the experience, experiences of changes uh, taking place and out of that some will feel more centred and uh, happier and more uh, awake and conscious in all the ways that uh, we, we, we can be. So then the question comes, very good one, Feeling that there's greater happiness and uh, joy there, would one be motivated, putting aside for a moment the too obvious one, which is a nice and beautiful one, of the opportunity to serve others, you know, which really can motivate one. I, I agree, but let's forget the whole concept of uh, other. Then, then you're, you're asking me? Oh, you bet. <laughs> <laughs> what is this other that we want to serve? So, we forget the other. The only thing that comes in that context, which, which immediately strikes me as contradictory, is, is, is a kind of a defensiveness toward unforeseen situations, you know, and, I, and I've, you know, I've, I've watched a parent die, I've, I've served yes. in really horrendous circumstances, mm. and, and, you know, it's, it's a kind of defensiveness toward, uh, defensiveness I use sort of liberally, I suppose, but a, a certain kind of like, 
well, I want to become more grounded in awareness and, mm. and kindness and, and um, peace in order that a wider range of circumstances could present themselves and I could be fluid yes. with them. Right. But that's that's almost like a like a game. That's almost like a craft rather than yes. a goal. You know, what is that? What is it to become yeah. bet, like a better swordsman or something like that? You know, not the best analogy to use here. Yeah, sure, I know sure, know. yeah. <laughs> and it's if it's meant use for his sword, you know. Yes, it's very well. So sometimes we say, <laughs> I've engaged in practice over what four, five, five, ten, fifteen, seventeen years, or whatever. And this has helped to diminish and lower uh, sufferings and dissatisfaction, all that goes along uh, with it. I may be motivated to look more deeply for the welfare and benefit of others. Then, as you point out, could be, oh, if I explore practice, if I'm motivated in another way, then that will give me some kind of um, protection or support for uh, the arising in the future of situations which might possibly cause suffering, etc. So, I'm not looking for a particular answer, I'm just Mm -hmm. listening to responses. So sometimes we look at ourselves and if there isn't too much unhappiness in our life, if we have a a lot of love of all of these things, does bring appreciation, gratitude, and happiness. Then one would be towards other. Another would be with relationship to time, in this case future, developing the practice in case of whatever. Anything else? Motivation and intention and purpose. Do we need it? Is it so important? Uh, I don't know, because the answer I was going to give, if there's anything else, is a, is a kind of um, greater and stronger abiding in, in bliss states or something. But that, that seems, um, I don't know, I'm not so interested in that, frankly. I just don't there care. There are a few in here, oh, I have to say. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Well, I, yeah, no, I'm serious and I, too. And I, and I don't, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've experienced some of that, and I just don't care. No. It's not worth working toward. No. Me. I'm right. just not strongly motivated by no, it. No, fair enough. Good, good honest uh, perception of yourself. So sometimes, as you say, the uh, putting the consciousness into blissful states of conditions is uh, um, not a, a great uh, priority. So given different responses that we can have, is intention and purpose so necessary, so crucial, so significant for you? It feels like it is, because there's, there's, some, there's something that made me come up here. You know, there's, some, there's something motivating me to seek more, which I'm not sure, it's been confusing, but I, you know, it, it isn't entirely an egoic, restless, quality. No. Some of it is, maybe 90% of it is, but there's 10% of it that's, you know, coming from a, a, a deep place of wanting to um, uh, 
grow or change. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I hear your voice. And and so, so there's right? something, there's something um, moving the whole thing forward, and and it's and it's um, I feel like if the intention or the motivation is is somehow clearer or more strongly perceived, because mm. right now it's not so clearly perceived, then the directions about where to seek the training or, or what kind of things to be practicing with or yeah. what situations to put oneself in or what how to serve or whatever would be clearer because there are different flavors of that there's different ways that one uh, can approach that and so maybe maybe that's part of why I feel like yes there is a desire for intention and motivation yeah, to be yeah. I mean I can uh, uh, here, so me, maybe, have a um, uh, uh, little uh, sense of things. Sometimes, um, purpose and motivation in life, according to the factors and conditions, sometimes is very, very strong, because it's related to something very concrete and specific, like suffering. Mm -hmm. For example. As an example. Or because we feel it's important, because that's what we really need to do, whatever it might be, follow a line, a path, a direction uh, in life. And maybe to really work and look at ourselves and all the varieties of different experiences that are taking place. You're motivated to go from your seat over there to an intention to come here, as you say could be a mixture, some, could be some ego in it, but uh, also a wish to explore, a wish to uh, understand. So, the inner life can keep moving, and what we can find that our purpose or our intention, or our determinations, keep manifesting, and there is a kind of looking that can go on for us about well what's the purpose now or what's the intention now what do I go to explore uh, now as, as, as you're doing uh, a little bit and therefore we feel possibly a little bit better if we have a very nice clear purpose about what we need to do now. And you gave some examples. Serve others with regard to the future, with regard to the present coming up uh, here. So the strength of motivation can change quite a lot from strong to less strong to weak, from gross to subtle, etc. Still coming back, do we need to have a purpose in life? Is it so important? Well, what arises in the absence of purpose is, is uh, a connectedness that draws one towards certain things anyway. Hang on. I mean, it Views are running thick and fast here. <laughs> <laughs> Go more slowly. 
you know, so often, as you point, point out, it varies. You say, oh, I, I must have some purpose in my life. I really re- need some uh, intentions. And sometimes they're strong and sometimes they're weak and sometimes I'm confused because I've got different purposes and different intentions, etc., uh, which are going on. So as human beings, we may continue to make uh, and give a lot of time and make a lot of fuss around purpose and intention. Hmm? Or we can really be looking into it like you and I are doing right now. So just ask, uh, I'll repeat the question. Is purpose and intention that significant? Is it really what we have made it to be? (coughs) You have to get outside your box here, you know, for this one. Well, good, because my motivation for coming up here was basically to ask you how to help get myself off my butt, you know, <laughs> in, in, in the most general way. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Think how much of our day-to-day life, either thinking about others, or about our others, so-called, or about ourselves, so-called, is tied up and wrapped up around different purposes and intentions. What am I doing? What the hell do they think they're doing? You know. Okay, now I think I see what you're getting at a little bit. Go on. Yeah. Well, um, is this what life is around? Purpose and intention? I could tell an anecdote, but I had an insight. I'll, I'll spare everyone the anecdote, but I had an insight recently that um, you know, most, of the, most of the situations that, that call for uh, response arise independent of our intention. Or, or us having a strong intention anyway. Repeat it so those in the Siberia <laughs> over there will hear it. It's a good point. Say it again. Oh, just that um, most of the situations that, that uh, require response, require action, uh, arise irrespective of whether we have a strong or clear intention. Oh! <laughs> Music. Say it again, I want to hear it. It's a nice one. <laughs> Do you want the same words or should I... Well, any way anyway you like, it's just nice to listen to. <laughs> Most of the things that seem to arise, seem to arise and don't seem to have much connection with whatever the intentions are. Yeah, yeah the intention is a story. Yeah, right, right. So what does that tell us about all this obsession it, about intentions and purposes? And most of the things that arise in life don't seem to have any relationship to them. Well, I didn't ask for an intention. I just asked for motivation more generally. Yeah, if, yeah. if the intention is that, I mean, that might come in the form of putting myself in situations that require yeah. a response yeah. more readily than you know living living in our. If you if you and I think of the, the major things that have happened in our life, yeah. did we intend them? In your life? No, definitely not. Didn't intend them? Definitely not. Good <laughs> Definitely not. The major things which happen in our life, we definitely did not intend. 
envision, maybe. Hope for it. Don't compromise. <laughs> now, what does that say about all our intentions? Well, they're not worth very much. <laughs> um, hallelujah. Major things. So here we go on making... Da, 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 da. And actually, things that just really... Whew, with our life. Beautiful and difficult. Don't seem to come out of... Our intention. Don't seem to be able to say... Okay, right now I'll have a great experience of letting go. Mine says... <laughs> even the intention is there so some kind of uh, so perhaps what really matters what's remarkable is that before any intention starts Perhaps it's outside the box of intentions. It's the place to uh, uh, be interested in. What's your response? Intentions are good, but they're rather relative. The second link in the Eightfold Path is right intention. You know that as well as I do. But all of that is just a, a little... Preparation for the main event. Well, I guess I was alluding to it earlier when in the absence of intention, in the absence of purpose, there is... Um, it's, it's trite as hell, but there is, there is just love. There is just unity. Oh. And, oh. and from that, things arise. Oh, right. All right. Lovely, lovely. It takes, uh, and it's lovely to hear your good voice on this. <laughs> it takes uh, a little boldness, for, because for some, the reaction, possibly born out of some concern or even some fear, they say, my God, no purpose, no intention, what am I going to do? Can't live like that, or etc., uh, etc. Et but, little boldness and a, a little questioning of that which seems so obvious may allow for some other sense which moves us which doesn't seem so to be tied up with purpose doesn't seem to be tied up with the future doesn't seem to be so tied up with the idea of the other okay yeah, thank you Good to listen to you. Thank you. <laughs> right. <laughs> All the other gender. You're thinking that's uh, nice. Good, me too. All right. seems like being in retreat offers 
um, our consciousness an yes. opportunity to sort of relax or restore to its natural condition. Yeah, lovely. And um, I guess what my question is, uh, the dilemma I'm working with is the tendency for consciousness to become casual again mm. and slip back into kind of um, over occupation with worldly things, yes. etc. Um, Mm. And I don't want to um, miscontextualize or over-dramatize the situation, but it no. seems like to some extent that it could be very easy to let one's life slip away in kind yes. of the samsaric mirage, mm. so to speak. Yes, true, and true. So it's, it's just a, a concern for me. Yeah, yeah. And the, the point you make there are such that amongst the many considerations, and to put it into Dharma language, one is certainly allowing ourselves to relax, allow the whole consciousness, whole experience of being conscious to relax into life. So we're not fighting with it, but we're actually relaxing truly into it. And there's a genuine appreciation and acknowledgement and recognition of calm abiding. Just to abide calmly with this world. And that's a precious and beautiful thing. But how easy this calm abiding can be very uh, much, um, as it were, environmentally dependent. Called spirit mm-hmm. rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the calmness which is around us touches us. We appreciate it, well, sure, and can act as a support and as a reminder for consciousness to relax into its own calm abiding. But if it's environmentally dependent, i.e. here, then, of course, when things change, the inner will change with it, because it's environmentally dependent on the next situation or the next place. So, what will give us support, my question to you, so that there can be appreciation and recognition of calm abiding. And it's not so, and hopefully not at all, dependent on what's going on around us. What's going to help make it well established, no matter what the sights and sounds are? what the place, what the environment actually is. Uh, what comes to my mind is a deep, steadfast resolution to abide in truth regar- irregardless of what's, yeah. what's around one. I mean, that right. seems some kind of... Um, yeah. yeah. Truth, um, important point 
could sound a little abstract, I'm sure you're... Okay. More specific. Um. Truth about what? Truth of what? I guess a, a resolution um, to abide with, with what is, to, right. um, to be with what's happening, to be yeah. alert yes. and attuned. Good, good, and again, with asking the questions, and it, uh, yeah. I don't look for single answers, I just okay. don't but So one feature would be resolution. Gets a little close to what the good speaker was saying previously. Mm-hmm. Purpose, intention, resolution, mm-hmm. determination, etc. And with the reminder to ourselves, and we would have to remind ourselves with some effort, oh, to be with the truth of things, which I completely agree with, of course, is to be with what is. Mm-hmm. And therefore that takes a certain uh, resolution, which means a certain effort, quite often, a certain amount of energy. But sometimes we forget. Mm-hmm. Sometimes our resolutions, which were so strong yesterday, don't seem to arise even as a thought today. <laughs> and then, as you pointed out earlier, there can be that kind of slow drifting away from the calm abiding and then we're getting more restless, more agitated, more distressed, or whatever. So, resolution is important, yet we all of us probably know from our experience, we just can't, don't seem to be able to sustain resolution every time we need it. Uh-huh. So, it's a factor. Any others? Calm, abiding, not so dependently not so dependent on the world around us. Well, what comes to my mind next, and it seems like there might be a, a fault with this as well, is... Um, <laughs> okay. Fault's a little harsh, but okay. um, a little concerned. <laughs> is to... Is, um, sort of not not look at this condition as other than our natural condition or not to yes. this is the natural condition the condition that of common biting that we might touch upon yes. a retreat not to see that as something separate from what is yeah is all right. natural all right so another good all, all, all points are helpful here so I, I you know I, I, I agree my old teacher, Ajahn Bhutadasa, constantly uh, make reference to this, me- meaning um, um, uh, natural calmness. Not uh, a calmness which is exclusively cultivated by meditation uh-huh. or whatever, because then the calmness becomes dependent on the power of the meditation or the power of concentration. But to use that resource, but to feel this natural calmness as uh, a way of abiding and to really feel the quality and the texture and to notice that this is a natural way of being. Uh-huh. And 
to explore and touch and remember and have access to that as much as we can in all kinds of situations. So this natural calm abiding is something we're at home with, we're familiar with. So uh, there's that recognition and acknowledgement, there's the uh, factor of resolution, as you just pointed out. Anything else which will contribute to a natural calm abiding with day-to-day life, wherever we are, wherever. Being with what is, the truth of what is, that's another. That's also a very, very uh, beautiful and important point. Someone is not is not being stirred by phenomena. Yeah, not, you know, not not being yep. not getting caught. Okay, yeah. right, lovely. And, and again, core feature of the uh, teachings and practices: that kind of uh, uh, awareness in which there is a kind of invitation inwardly. Can I look at this? Can I listen to this? Whatever without being caught. And when we get caught, we lose calm abiding. And when we don't get caught, we don't lose it. And there's lots of situations which take place just in the everyday ebb and flow of being here. Mm -hmm. Someone was saying in a small uh, group, can hear the uh, uh, scratching of a bowl in uh, the dining hall is one just hearing the scratching of the bowl or is one caught caught in some reaction about it or Mm -hmm. caught in self-blame about reacting about it Mm -hmm. so not being caught is one of along with the others great contributors to calm abiding Mm -hmm. being with what is not being uh, uh, caught, uh, resolution and intention, settling into the moment, mm-hmm. all of these things will help bring that understanding. Uh-huh. So, calm abiding is normal. Mm-hmm. Normal, normal, natural living. Mm-hmm. Um, one Go on. thing that comes is um, impeccability is a word that comes to mind, is that, Ooh, yeah, just... High word. The, Go on, the, capaci- the capacity to be impeccable, and, and maybe you slip from that, but, I mean, I'm with diet, with relationships, and I'm saying it not so much as a, no. a belief or an idealization, no. but more a felt experience of what it could be like to, yes. to operate imp- impeccably with, um, with presence in the world. No, it's so not one of my less favorite words. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say, <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I hope I never aspire to being impeccable. Okay. I must confess. Well. <laughs> my concern would be, and I'll uh, okay. tell you why. There is what is. Uh-huh. And the danger 
concern would be impeccability. Uh-huh. And then there can be a gap. Uh-huh. That gap can bring about a tremendous amount of very uncalm abiding. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Whether it's on anything, being mindful, being aware, what was the other diet, right. Relationships. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, especially the whole. <laughs> relationships. Oh, no, no, no. I, I would stay with what is, personally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be honest, yeah. I know the word impeccable. It gets used a lot in these circles. Yeah. <laughs> Not my yeah. cup of tea at all. Okay. So, just let, 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 let others use those concepts. Okay. All right, good. Thank you, thank you. Okay. Let's have a, a quiet minute just to finish together, shall we? Okay.